This is the ERP Advisor. Today's episode, unlock the power of e-commerce to enhance your ERP. Thank you for joining us for our webinar today, Unlock the Power of E-Commerce to Enhance Your ERP. Sean Wendell is one of our speakers for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. Sean has over 25 years of experience in the enterprise software industry, helping hundreds of clients across many industries with selecting and implementing a wide variety of enterprise solutions. His podcast, The ERP Advisor, has dozens of episodes with thousands of downloads and is featured on prominent podcast platforms such as Apple and Spotify. We are also joined today by Shiloh Pettyjohn, co-founder and chief experience officer of Web Studios West, an e-commerce development firm based in Los, Los Angeles, California. Excuse me. Um, Web Studios West is celebrating its 23rd year in business, and Shiloh has been working in technology for nearly three decades and has worked with everything from integrated retail solutions for Fortune 100 companies to building social networking systems. He is a co-founder of numerous other internet-related businesses, including Web Studios West. Also joining us today is Rebecca McCabe. Rebecca is the Senior Digital Marketing Analyst on our team here at ERP Advisors Group. She is also the host of the wildly successful ERP Minute. On today's call, we will discuss the art of transforming your business with a well-crafted e-commerce solution. Shiloh, Rebecca, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Juliet. Yes. Thank you. And Sean, I think Sean um, uh, is going to join us and hop on um, in just a little bit. So, but if you're ready to go, we can just kind of get rolling and um, and dive into our topic today. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah. So, well, to me, um, being not technical in any way, shape or form, when I hear e-commerce, I automatically think about buying something online, right? But, but really, there's so much more involved than that and so much more to it. And so with that, Shiloh, I wanted to start with you and ask, um, can you share with, share with us um, what is e-commerce and what does it entail related to a business? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a good it's a good place to start actually. What is e-commerce? It's the fundamental, right? It's the the the, the basic that that uh, sits behind all of the technical bits. So, the boring definition is uh commercial transactions conducted electronically over the internet. Super boring, very accurate. You know, you sell something on the internet, electronically somebody buys it, right? But when you look at it as a topic um, and you look at what it's coming from, we're moving from the concept of like people meeting per- people, you know, customers meeting businesses in person and talking and interacting. E-commerce is um, actually quite, quite a lot more, right? It's the customer experience, you know, uh, that happens. It supports that transaction. It's, and there's all kinds of nuances to that, right? There's, it's not just you know, I went and I found a, you know, a laundry detergent and I bought it and it was shipped to my house. I mean, it is that, that is the mm-hmm. fundamentals, right? But a good e-commerce experience actually uh, includes a lot more, you know, when you don't have a, a human there to smile at the customer and advise them, right? Um, online, you have to present things that will create a similar kind of experience, an expected experience, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the, the, you know, the way that you represent knowledge about the product and uh, recommendations about the product and the ease in which you find the product, you know, I go to the same grocery store because I know where everything is, you know, right. online, that's different, right? And as long as we've been around, uh, on, on, on the internet selling things, it's been now decades, right? Mm-hmm. We still have people that struggle with that. And so, you know, while e-commerce is just that fundamental idea of like providing goods to a, a, a potential buyer and then the buyer buys it and gets it shipped to them or goes and picks it up or whatever. Right. It's actually much, much more than that. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an expression of the brand values and all of that kind of stuff. Right. There's um, like when I say a lot more to it, like behind the scenes more so too, right? Like yeah. us as a, a customer, like 
if we know what we want to buy, right? Like we go, we search, we find where it's available, and then we go to a particular website or multiple websites. And like, it's like with anything, if you feel comfortable and you feel like you can trust it, then that's where you're probably more apt to spend your time and spend your money, right? 100%. Also, too, it seems like um, there's more to it in the fact that um, on the back end for a business side is how do you provide that trust? How do you provide, you know, um, a customer uh, to be comfortable shopping on your site? But then also, too, isn't there more to it like where maybe you offer other things, whether it's free shipping or a gift with purchase, or like you get them to buy more than what they were originally there for, right? It does. hundred percent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, all of that goes into and is driven by what your goal is for the experience, right? So some of those things are are you know required now depending on the area that you work in you know if you're competing with a big giant company that offers free shipping you probably need to provide something that it overcomes that comparison right right and 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 all of those those details go into it but identifying what your goal is for the customer and what they need to walk away with because you're not there in person saying like hey I'm smiling and I like you and I, I'm here to help you and I have right. All this knowledge and experience, and I've studied books, and I've you know I know about all this stuff, right? Right. So, so the 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 nuances that go into it after the fact are driven by what is your goal with the customer, and you see it, like you know, Main Street USA businesses, little mom and pop shops that don't necessarily have a web presence. You mm-hmm. go in and you go, wow, this is just the best. Yelp is a great example of describing those experiences, you find some restaurant or some little shop that sells this little thing, you know, and, you know, some block in New York, you know, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and people talk about it and, you know, and they, they, you know, review it and they love it and they go there all the time and it's cash only, (laughs) you know, it's like this, this is that thing. Right. So how do you convey that experience on, on the internet, right. In, in an e-commerce, right. It could be things like, you know, uh, you know, having good descriptions of the products or videos or rich media experiences around it. it could also be just, you know, your product selection, the kind of things that you're selling, right? You know, uh, you know, picking things that really are the best, you know, and then describing why they're the best, not just, you know, maybe picking a manufacturer's description and putting it in there or something so that you look like just like everybody else, right? right. So, and then it drills down to all of those things that you're talking about, cross-selling, upselling, uh, you know, free shipping, um, rewards and loyalty, uh, gift cards, uh, having a very smart system that, you know, uh, is well thought out so that you're communicating via email. Believe it or not, people love email still, right? (laughs) It works very well. It's as annoying as it is for many people. They still want to see those emails, right? Now we have text. You know, mm-hmm. text is becoming a thing. It's a bit wild west right now, you know, but uh uh, you know, that's another facet. So we have all of these wonderful tools that can be selected and used. Um, but it all like how you know that you're doing it effectively is 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 look is to compare what you're doing or what, you know, what the the situation is to what the ideal situation is, right? Mm-hmm. For your customer, for your business. And it's different, you know, company to company, you know, a big fancy shoe store is very different than, you know, I don't know, a skateboard shop, right? Uh, or a local brewery, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're just very different, right? right? The customer expectations are very different, right? Yep. Yeah. My gosh, there's a lot to it. And yeah. um, and I have several more questions to ask you, but yeah. I want to talk about ERP as it relates to e-commerce. And so, Rebecca, I was going to ask you, can you talk to us about what the real difference between an ERP and e-commerce is? Yeah, definitely. I can go into that a little bit. Um, I mean, at its heart, lots of ERP systems do have basic functionality built in that can act as an e-commerce tool, but many companies do need to go beyond that, especially depending on their offerings and their requirements. And 
Sometimes they need to implement an ER, an e-commerce specific tool to make their ERP more multifaceted. Mm-hmm. And that's really why we're having this call today is we have so many clients who, yeah, their ERP does a lot of great things. It handles supply chain management. It handles inventory management, um, that cross-department communication. But then they're missing something and they require something else that's going to be a great asset for their business because of what they're offering and because of those experiences, like Shiloh said, that they need to provide. Um, but you have to ensure that the application can properly integrate to your ERP. You have to make sure that um, it does so because if it doesn't, then you're creating these disjointed processes, which you ultimately implemented your ERP to avoid in the first place. And so you don't want to cause those problems later on. Um, Like I said before, ERP really has that stuff that we see on the back end. Many of our clients know, like we help them with financials. We help them with the supply chain. Um, But when e-commerce comes in, that's really when you start to sell your products, you want to accept payments and manage that so that it integrates back into your system and allows you to track those things on the accounting side and then also just process orders. And so it does, the ERP does a lot of these things, but that e-commerce tool is what's going to take you to the next level in order for you to be able to really sell your products to your clients and really create that experience on the outside. So yeah. That's just a kind of a high level. I don't know if Shiloh has anything to add to that. Yeah. I mean, that was really good. Uh, it is absolutely correct. I mean, one of the other sort of facets of this is that often your ER, your e-commerce solutions, um, they don't have the facilities to provide the kind of functionality that you have in an ERP. Mm-hmm. So the ERP opens up all kinds of potential uh, you know, improvements going back to that customer experience, right? Um, that that you just you just can't you just can't do off the shelf with with many you know e-commerce solutions. Mm-hmm. So you know where e-commerce is actually kind of the where the rubber meets the road as far as providing um, the goods to the customer and the experience and all that stuff. Having a solid ERP and a solid foundation that dictates how you know, you run your business, whether you're making a buck, you know, whether you're being profitable and, and, you know, have the efficiencies that you could provide or achieve through an ERP solution. It's, it's just vital. So the two go hand in hand quite well. And, um, and uh, you know, they're very different, but they have to work together, you know? Yeah. And they definitely, I mean, lots of customers, they come to us for the ERP. Like you can't start thinking about these extra solutions until you have something in place, like you were just saying. And um, I mean, even examples, as I've been going to these vendor conferences and we just did our post go live optimization call, which was really great. Uh, There's resources for that. If anybody you're coming to this call because you know, you need to add those enhancements that's on the website, but you have to know, okay, this is how I'm going to function. And the ERP allows you to go over those processes and know this is how we're going to get through those core processes. And if I don't know how I'm going to get through those core processes, how I'm going to get my materials and get them through the line in order to build the product that someone's ultimately requesting through their e-commerce solution, you don't have a business. And so you need, you need those tools in order to add that extra element of e-commerce. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Agree. Were you going to add something, Shiloh? I was just going to say, I couldn't agree with you more, you know, uh, whether you're a small outfit very, very large outfit, you know, this same core rules apply, you know, how do you pick, pack and ship? How do you assemble those goods? How do you, you know, be smart about where you're distributing things from, you know, so that you're being efficient and not, you know, ruining your life on shipping costs and and all those other sort of kind of, you know, maybe kind of boring, but like so important, you know, the business doesn't run otherwise particularly with e-commerce being as competitive as it is, you know, having those core foundational sort of tools, you know, the ERP and really having your head straight on how that works is vital. But once you have that, you know, whether you're B2B or B2C, you know, e-commerce is vital. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, okay, if an organization, a business has their ERP in place, they know they need a more specialized, very specialized e-commerce platform um, to enhance their business. So if they were to come to you, Shiloh, like how, how do you approach that? Is there like, 
I know, as we know, there isn't a one size fit all ERP for anyone. So is there like a basic um, e-commerce package that you can start with and then specialize and customize accordingly? Or is it all built from the ground up based on a business's needs? Yeah, that that's a great question. So, um, you know, it really depends on the needs, right? We find that probably a majority of the solutions, uh, uh, the the um, customer situations that you know the goals of the customer, don't require ground up builds. That that was something we used to do. You know, I've been at this <laughs> thirty years, and. Uh, you know, we used to build it from scratch because there wasn't another option. There was no, there was no choice, right? Now we have many choices, very similar to the ERP space, where we can select a platform that can be, uh, you know, customized to fit the needs of of our customers, but um, isn't a complete. You know, we're going to build, you know, an, a flying car, right? We have right. a foundation that we can start with that has the core functions that that any e-commerce solution would need. So our process is essentially to assess, you know, what experience, who are we talking to, you know, what does our customer, you know, need to accomplish? Then what are the details as far as like how how that integration is going to occur, right? Where do the products come from? You know, how is inventory tracked? What are the what's the shipping situation? How are we providing fulfillment? Is there byline pickup in store? Because they're a retailer, you know, a chain of retailers, right? Mm-hmm. Are we getting the inventory from the stores, you know. How do you manage split orders, right? You know, where one store has the product and another store has the product. All those details um have to be looked at in in assessing what is the correct platform. And uh, and uh, so we we don't lean on any one particular platform. We have a number that we work with, mm-hmm. and uh, you know everything from the functions to the customer's budget, their timeline to get started. You know all all of that stuff is is uh, taken into account when we're trying to assess what is the best solution for our for our customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And- and I'll just ask this too, Shiloh. I know that lots of vendors are coming out with their own e-commerce solutions. If you've already selected an ERP and that's what's running your entire business, are you kind of tied down to the e-commerce solution that the vendor you selected is offering? Or are there options for you to go out? I get this question a lot, actually. So yeah, it it gets... Um, the short answer is you're not. In most cases, you're not. There are some... Back office solutions that are very proprietary and do not allow uh, integration. It, mm-hmm. it, there are some that are like that, right? That is becoming the 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 you know exception to the rule. There's not most of these 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 platforms are pushing you know uh, commonality, you know, a single source of truth. They want to have a solution that can talk to everything because they, they know that that's the direction that the world is going, right? So uh, I'm finding more and more that this is, you know, this is not a problem. Um, and I like to evaluate, you know, all the options. If the ERP has a has an e-commerce solution built into it that would facilitate what they're trying to accomplish, be cost effective and, you know, achieve some long-term goals as far as the branding and all that kind of stuff, then that's great. If it puts them kind of in a corner, you know, functionally, whatever that is that they that they're trying to to achieve, it doesn't quite tick all the boxes. Then we look at another solution. Yeah, you know, all about getting the correct fit, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask Shiloh, um, you know, you. you mentioned, you know, like a small shop based on or, or versus a large business, and everyone talks about like getting your products online and in front of people, but what does that really mean? Yeah. So <laughs> it goes back to that experience point. I, I keep saying it. It's so important. If, if, if anybody watching this took away one point, it would be evaluating that customer experience mm-hmm. because truthfully, anybody can put products online. You can, you can put them up on any number of platforms. There are some that are very inexpensive, some that are extremely expensive. They all allow you to push products up, import them, manually add them, you know, hire a team of people just to come in the office and type, you know, and put them in there. You, you can do it at all different levels of, of simplicity or complexity, right? 
But um, just putting the products online uh, doesn't just, it's, it's not quite enough, right? You may sell some, right? But uh, it would be kind of like opening uh, a, uh, a retail store. Let's say you're opening a retail shoe store, right? Mm-hmm. And you put it in an alleyway that is dark and it has no sign and uh, the windows have drapes over them. Probably not going to sell many shoes, right? right? So, you know, the same thing applies online. In fact, it applies online a little bit more, right? You have to make the site visible. It has to give a flow to the customer through the store and guide them so that they can find what they're looking for. Do they know exactly what they want? Are they sort of a looky-loo kind of customer that doesn't know what they want? They just thought it sounded cool. Are they searching for something, you know, a, a category of something? So thinking through all of those components and thinking through what that experience is, you know, is, is you know, is super important, you know. Um, so getting your products online is a great thing to do. And you can put them up there and you can market them and you probably sell some. But the difference between that and a, a, a customer or a company that has mm-hmm. thought through what is that experience how do I best organize these products? How do I, you know, show things that they would probably like in a way that actually makes sense? You know, I'm looking at, you know, shoes and I'm being shown, you know, some random product that isn't really what I'm looking for is a failure of the e-commerce, you know, like that. that's like kind of a, a fail, right? You want to show like, oh, you're looking at black shoes. Here's some other black shoes, right? That are maybe a similar style, right? The, the, the person would then have a better experience. So again, it comes back to that experience and really naming, you know, out what it is that you need to provide your customers to have that best experience, right? And then how do you communicate these products when they when you're not there in real life saying, here, this shoe, right? So how do you express that? Those photographs, that's a, that's a, that's a factor. How you describe them, how you name them, how funny enough, how you place, you know, things like the add to cart button, you know, if it's below a bunch of text and the person doesn't see it and the person is not savvy with the internet, which is mm-hmm. a lot, right? They don't know that they can buy it. Just came up with a site I was doing an evaluation for the other the other month, you know, their sales dropped after a new design and they said, what's going on here? And we looked and we said, oh, wow, they cater to a, a community that is not known to be technically savvy and they were losing 20% of their business after they'd made this beautiful design up improvement but they'd move the add to cart button down to the bottom of the page you know off off below text oh. but people on their phones didn't know that they could buy it i mean it seems absurd but it's just knowing your customer and knowing what they need right so I'm just going to throw this in there yeah, too, please. while we're talking about experience. I know, Shelly, you've been talking a lot about the customer experience, but we work with people every day who implement their ERPs. You see change management issues. You see less sophisticated users who don't love the change and you're giving them a new system. And how now all of a sudden you're telling them, we're going to add another element to this. We're going to add an e-commerce solution. So how, how do you manage and like, what does that experience look like for employees and vendors on the other end and how that connects to the ERP? Are they going to, how, how do you make it more user-friendly or how are they going to experience that in their ERP system? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So a lot of the, the a lot of that is driven by the actual ERP selection, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the way that I like to look at this is um, I'm going to sort of step back a little bit on that question. Uh, I like to identify, there are actually different customer groups, you have customers like people who buy things from you, right? But you also have employees that have to work with the system, mm-hmm. right? You have people uh, or systems like Google that you need to appease so that you are showing up on their search, right? So you have different kinds of customers that you have to think about when building a system so that it can be efficient and that it has you know, some harmony, right? So the, the, the employee that is upset by the additional weight is obviously not ideal. You want to provide something that is easy so that they can actually produce a high volume of quality products for you, which is shipped goods, done correctly, you know, all of this stuff, right? So 
looking at um, when I look at a system that we have to integrate with and, and work with a, a back end system, we try to identify what processes they're doing currently that relate to this. We tried to find um, means of removing duplicate data entry, which is like the bane of any back office, you know, manual entry of things. So we're looking to identify and and accurately reduce the the the, the requirement for manual interaction on things. And um, there are so many choices in 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 ways to do that and to achieve something that is truly like ergonomic. You know, you know, a system has to feel comfortable, right, for it to be adopted, you know, and accepted by the employee base. So, uh, so there's a lot of choices in how to accomplish that, and it really depends on each area. You know, from warehousing to, uh, you know, the accounts department and what they're dealing with, and the tax folks, and you know, with with uh, all the laws on uh tax nexus in the various different states and all that kind of stuff you know it starts to get quite quite complicated so um thinking through all of those elements uh and those flows before you build something before you choose the platform as far as e-commerce goes is really really important right and it's something that we take quite seriously yeah and i know from our end just as like our selection consultants who work through those things even though it might be an enhancement someone's adding after the fact, after they've already gone live. These are things that many consider during the needs analysis phase. Like if they know it's something that they are going to need, if it's a requirement that's really a pain point and really is going to cause issues down the line, it's something that you should be considering earlier on. And every good consultant will guide you down the right path and let you know if these are things you should be considering. But I think so many people who have never tackled a large scale ERP implementation don't know how many levels there are and they don't know how many things they have to consider. So, yeah. Oh, I, I agree with that. And I tell you one thing that is often uh, I hear that is often a concern is especially when you start talking about those kinds of things is, um, you know, thinking about like, do I have to do all of this right now? You know, it, the, 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 the internalized when you don't know what it takes to build one of these systems and integrate these systems they kind of start to, you know, get concerned about costs and time. And is this a two-year project or, you know, you know, all of that stuff, right? So one thing to keep in mind is also when you're assessing the ideal situation that you're trying to create, right? And making clear, you know, bullets of exactly what it is that you would ideally have, right? Um, you also have to look at how it can be implemented in a in in a consumable manner like to, for the business right because mm-hmm. you're adding potentially a huge amount of activity for your employees right so you know uh you know there may be a a phase where you start with something basic and you have a limited products and you have you know whatever and you lightly market it and you just get the it's kind of like opening a restaurant you have the soft open you know so that everybody learns how to do the do do mm-hmm. the job right so and then you phase it out so that a the project is paying for itself and you have some confidence before you've you know spent an absurd amount of money right mm-hmm. and uh and 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 you have you know f- more faith in the business plan and how everything's going to work and you can dial in those little nuances you know um you know you start with one warehouse to ship from as opposed to all 38 right and you dial in the process and you figure it out so that that one warehouse has a really smooth line in shipping stuff, you know, and everything is just easy. And, oh, we just need to add one person and it makes all, you know, everything makes sense. And then you can, you have a successful action that you can then replicate out. Right. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, you know, that kind of analysis, that, that, that kind of look, and the more that you can include as far as your, you know, review now for the future, the more success you're, you're, you're likely to find. Yeah. And you may find that you don't need it, right? That's right. Situations too. And we're the biggest cheerleaders of don't do it. If you don't need it, don't do it. Because then that's Uh, wasted money. That's wasted time. And it just causes more problems for people down the line. So a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, 
from our clients, like nonprofits, you know, manufacturing companies, a wide variety of industries that we work with, um, how does e-commerce and ERP um, vary across the different industries? Can you talk to yeah. us a little bit about that, Shiloh? Yeah, I mean, they're all so different, right? Yeah. Again, experience is the key. You know, that is the factor, right? So when you're talking about, you know, a nonprofit, you know, a lot of times you're not only selling a, a, a product, but you're also trying to raise donations. You know, ideally you're raising recurring donations. You're trying to, you know, achieve different uh, goals, right? Uh, we actually work with quite a lot of nonprofits and, you know, there's all kinds of um, interesting, and, and that, that's a whole other world as far as like, you know, you talk about ERP, but you know, fundraising donation management solutions are just, you know, really advanced now, mm -hmm. right? The marketing tools that go into them. And so thinking through what all of those needs are and um, coming up with, again, the customer story, what are we, what are we needing to have this customer experience so that they can not only one, contribute to the motion of this nonprofit and feel good about it, you know, buy something, donate something, maybe sign up for recurring, you know, donations, those kinds of things. That's all e-com. That's, that's all part of that world, right? So thinking through that story is very different than when you're talking about, you know, uh, a guy who makes custom hats, you know? He needs very different information. He needs to provide very different information, right? And, uh, you know, there's no recurring component. He's not shipping hundreds of these things. He's making them for, you know, my noodle, you know, my, mm -hmm. my head, right? Uh, you know, and when you go back to a big manufacturer or something or small manufacturer or something, it, it gets, you know, even more complex. So again, when you're looking at these businesses, you're looking at like, it's not a one size fits all, you know, you start with what's the overarching goals of the company um, from not from a numbers perspective per se, but from a, a spirit of the company, you know, who is this company? What are they trying to, you know, do with the world, right? And their customers. And what do you want these customers to know? And then working backwards from that, you can, you know, it becomes kind of obvious what you need to provide, right? If you've been selling, uh, you know, custom hats or fishing lures or, you know, something, you know, for the last 30 years, you have all of this knowledge and there's reasons why people keep coming back to you, right? Uh, if you're a, you know, manufacturer of, I don't know, pocket knives or uh, rims for your car or whatever it is, right? I'm, I'm just making these things up, but they all have different customer expectations. Their customers want and need different things. So the features and the way that you approach it are all dictated by finding out really like, what do we want these guys to experience? And why are we succeeding right now, you know, in the brick and mortar space, if you have that, right? Mm -hmm. And how can we bring that online? And it's never a one size fits all. I, I see, I see that promoted in my space quite a lot, you know, in my, in my area. Right. And uh, I, I, you know, you can use fundamental you know, solutions that get you further, but it always has to be adjusted so that it's hitting those needs. You know, the nonprofits are a great example though. You know, many of these nonprofits have done very well over the last few years, expanding their base, you know, by instituting simple things like monthly donations, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I could, I know people that would be embarrassed that they couldn't donate a huge amount, right? They they wanted to provide, you know, they could do a hundred bucks a month. They could do 10 bucks a month, right? And maybe they wouldn't do it because it was just, you know, seemed silly, right? For the price of a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? But many of the nonprofits I'm working with are now building huge bases based on those micro payments. And there's all kinds of news on that. This isn't a new story, but I'm just right. using it to express you know, like really assessing what do my contributors, my customers, my people that want to work with me, what do they need? Do they need to be able to do micro donations? You know, do they need gift cards? Do they need, you know, whatever it is, right? Right, right, right. Well, I, um, from doing these calls with Sean for years now, it's with 
anything, you need to know what the needs of your business are. And from there, it will help you make the right decision for your company. But if you can't identify what your needs are, like you're kind of stuck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and I'll tell you, it seems like the most obvious thing in the world, right? Mm -hmm. But I tell you, this is why we exist as consultants. I'm sure it's a major factor for an ERP consultant. You ask the business, you know, do you, do you know what you need? You know, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have your, you know, and, and the, the answer is always no. And that comes from years of experience. You know, I didn't, I didn't learn that, you know, a year or a month or something like that. It came from building and building and building and building and learning the strengths and weaknesses of different systems. And then how to get that information out of the business. Like, mm-hmm. how do I ask those questions in an effective manner so that we really can help you? Right. And so the guiding light is always that. What does the business need? What are they trying to accomplish? Where are they going? What are the goals? And what is the spirit of the business? Which sounds a little hokey, but it's so important, right? Because it yeah. says a lot, you know? It's very true. And, I, um, and I've learned too that it's tough for a business to initially confront, but once they're in it and they start digging deep then they and discover what their needs are, it leads them to other things that they wouldn't have even thought about, right? But that are so important. And so it is um, a step not to be overlooked for sure. For sure. That's the gold right there. Yes. That is where it comes from. Yes. So Rebecca, do you have anything to add about ERP and the different industries? And yeah, I mean, it's very similar. You have to know exactly what you're trying to do in order for you to make any decisions about the vendor you're going to go with, about what requirements you have. Like maybe you have multi-currency requirements. That's going to change your needs. And that's something that'll affect e-commerce later down the line. Maybe you have food and bed, you have to manage bombs. You have to do all of these things that like require something completely different from your system. And so it is really understanding that and knowing where you want to go in the future. I think so many get tunnel vision about like, this is what we have now and this is what we think we need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and really being open to, but you know, like in a few years, we want to be bigger than this. And in a few years, we want to have more employees. And in a few years, we are going to extend our product line. And so that's going to change everything. And so considering that with your ERP from the start as well, knowing your goals as well as your requirements is so vital to success. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. That I mean, it's 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 what it's all about, right there, is identifying that. And I would urge anybody who's like looking at that stuff to do the homework, to look at. You know, it might seem simple, but it's you start with those basics, like you know, who are we? Where are we going? What is our product? What's the ideal you know relationship with that product internally, with our, within our manufacturing and ordering and accounting and all that kind of stuff? And what's the flow of all that information? And then how do we communicate with our customers in a way that brings that to them? And all those essences, you know, those those instances that you said, as far as like, you know, having to do uh, with currency and things like that, that is huge, yeah. huge, right? Okay. And vastly important. Yeah. And it comes down to, to like scalability versus flexibility too. Like, do I need my system to grow with me or do I need it to be able to adjust to what I'm going to need? And that's something that's really core in a lot of ERP systems too understanding. And I'm sure with e-commerce solutions, like, is my system going to be multi, have multi-channel capabilities? Am I going to be able to connect it to things as I grow? And those are just such important requirements moving yeah. forward. So yeah, I heard you guys are talking about ERP and e-commerce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for jumping in and joining us. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you guys for, for doing great here. I was just listening yeah. in a little bit and thought I would pop in and, and yeah. just see if there's anything, Rebecca, maybe that came up that I could answer or, or uh, Shiloh. Good to see you. Thanks good for to jumping you too. in too. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sean, if you want to dive a little deeper, maybe into, um, how the ERP differs from e-commerce and the importance of those things. I kind of talked about ERP with supply chain cross department, and then you get the e-commerce solution to sell products, but I'm sure, and then uh, track processing orders, all that good stuff. But I'm sure you could dive a little deeper into that for people. Yeah, I would love to. And and especially with Shiloh, thank you again for, for jumping on and Juliet for doing your thing. And then Rebecca for popping in, you know, the, the, the bottom line is that 
ERP, you can usually, it's fine to say back office, right? So what about front office? Oh, front office is sales. Eh, what about our customers, <laughs> right? And I think, I think Shiloh, and again, listening a little bit to what you guys were just talking about, that's usually where most people think of kind of the, the e-com solution with ERP. Like, hey, we got to get this transaction processing out to the market. We got to get to our customers, to our vendors. Even before we started this, we talked about some of those scenarios too. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, most of our clients, and Rebecca, you maybe already touched on this, what they really want is what you guys do, Shiloh. Mm. They, they come to us and say, okay, I need to automate my processes and I need to, you know, I need to uh, help expand the business. We're growing. We need systems that are going to help us be more efficient and effective. And 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 we're kind of like the, um, we're like the, I don't know, we're, we're like, uh, I'm trying to think of a math example for some reason, but, but we're <laughs> like, ERP is like the boring undercut. You know, it's like, okay, hey, I get it that you want to do all these really cool things. Yeah. But you kind of got to get your business data in order. You got to get your basic transaction processing automated first. QuickBooks is wonderful, you know, or your old 30-year-old, uh, you know, AS400 is great for, you know, entering orders and tracking inventory. But you, we need to do end-to-end -end business process automation, basic, basic stuff, right? And Juliet, we talk about this in most of our calls, right? I think... Mm -hmm. Rebecca just did this with our automation last best uh, presentation we did was about um, automating financial processes. You got to do that stuff for right. sure. But what the client is really saying to us is like, look, I want to expand the channels that I have available to my customer. Mm -hmm. I want to have better data about what's going on in my organization. You know, I want to I want to get more visibility with our suppliers or, you know, even in, in different countries there, the tax regulations are such that, you know, Italy or even if you look at like Brazil, where, you know, these clients have to report their actual transactions all of the transactions to the government agencies. And yeah. you know that there's people entering system into those or entering data into those, those government systems, and then they're entering systems into their, their ERP. Like, wouldn't it be cool? You know? So, so I think Shiloh, I mean, that's why I was so excited and why I wanted to just pop in here at the end to just yeah. thank you for coming in, because I think our clients really need to know, you know, guys like you, organizations like Studio West and what you guys do, you really, I mean, you, I always think about you, I mean, you're this way anyway, but you're, you sort of get the aesthetic job, you know, <laughs> you like, you get to like paint these beautiful visions and creations. And, and I mean, we're back like, all right, so how do we do the debt and credits? You know, how do we, how do we get that payroll integration back to the GL, right? Which is fine. And it's good. That's, that's our role in the world. But, but I think, I mean, Rebecca, does that kind of get to what, what you were thinking in terms of kind of that, that integration, she may have left us or not, but, but from my perspective, I think, I think that's what I would say, Rebecca, what else would you add to that? No, I definitely was thinking along the same lines as you, Sean, talking about those integrations, uh, how important that core ERP is, and then understanding how any future systems are going to be able to work with that and then not cause problems on the back end with the ERP. Like, I'm going to add an e-commerce solution and then just stress out all the employees that were already stressed out by the ERP. <laughs> right. And like, how am I going to manage that so that when they're coming into the system, they're not seeing something completely different, completely new, and it's interacting with your ERP. So That's right. Yeah, that that automation point, you know, you 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 commented, you know, automating financial transactions, obviously vital, right? But looking at all of those elements that you can automate and and can and you have so many more choices when you have a solid foundation with an ERP with the e-commerce, you know, your options as far as like how you can automate, you know, uh sending the orders to the correct location, the logistics of all that stuff, tracking all the, the, the money, the taxes, that's a factor. Currency conversion, that, that is a, a big deal when you're talking about a company that is working across, you know, across the world, right? So, um, so I think it's vital to look at all of those aspects. And while e-commerce is, you know, it can be a bit, you know, on the beautiful side, the, the aesthetics or whatever, um, it also you have to look at that customer journey and the the journey of the data, right? Because, you know, I guys, I mean, I just say, I've been working on this long enough that you find these solutions that have been built that don't consider, you know, a single source of truth, for example, right? 
you go insane after a few years of trying to work with that, right? You know, the guy is entering it here and the guy is entering it there and the guy is entering it there. And so there's typo and there's a typo and there's a typo and it's all, you know, a mess, right? You can't grow with that, right? Especially you don't have to, you know, in this day and age, there are excellent, excellent, you know, back office solutions that can support where you're going, right? And there are excellent e-commerce solutions that can support that as well. And then there's also fantastic things like your point of sale, if you're doing brick and mortar, you know, and how those, you know, the, the, it's kind of a popular term, right? Omni-channel, you know, this is very popular, means different things to different people, but essentially the concept of being able to have endless aisles, you know, essentially sell everything at every location, even though you don't have stock at every location and provide that unified customer experience right? Across all the systems, you're known in every place that you have a customer contact. It's possible now, yeah. you know, it used to be reserved to the, to the, you know, fabulously successful, huge, exactly. you know, you know, that that's just not the case. It can work for the guy who has, you know, 10 locations or. Yeah. I, I think we have a couple of clients right now that I'm thinking with, as you said, that um, have point of sale requirements. So, Wholesale distribution, right? Traditionally, kind of like the most unsexy mm-hmm. kind of you know, <laughs> out there. But these guys and gals are amazing what they're doing on a daily basis, especially really? building supplies. Like we have a several clients right now that are building supply industries, and so they've got customers coming to the warehouse. They've got they've got people now online that that want to order product, right? They've got salespeople, and then they might even have like contracted salespeople, right, or distributors that, that they're selling to. So you've got B two B, B two C, blah blah blah. And and I think to your point, Shiloh, and and I, again, I think Rebecca, when we're writing this up, this is what we need to write about: mm-hmm. is is how how does an organization really say, okay, I got it that there's, um, you know, there's Shopify, there's, um, you know, all of the different e-commerce solutions, there's all the ERP solutions, there's, you know, there's there's uh, trade management solutions for rebates, promotions, et cetera, et cetera, with some customers, there's dealer portals, you know, there's all this stuff, Juliet, that we've talked about for like five or six years, all these mm-hmm. kinds of solutions. But I think the key to the whole thing, right, is that you do just step back and just say, hey, how do we want people doing business with us, right? And and I think that's where the truth really comes in. I'm focusing a lot on truth these days. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, that's where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, maybe that point of sale, it's not that important to us. We thought it was. Yeah, yeah. you can have a point of sale. It's okay. You know, we're doing 10% of the business through that. Um, you know, e-com, uh, we thought that was going to be big for us, like having like a B2C channel, right? Ah, that's not as important. B2B, online, over the web, that's it. Yeah. And, and I think, again, Shiloh, that's where you guys build some like wicked cool tools and even some custom solutions, right? Where absolutely that's just what's needed. And, and like you said, I mean, I can remember when I was at J.D. Edwards and like 2000 or something working with GM, you know, big company Mm -hmm. that was using relatively smaller ERP, but talking about these concepts. And this was like 10, $15 million to build out some kind of custom front end solution. Right. And like you said, those costs have come down, you know, there's, there's again, firms like you guys, there's firms like us, our overheads a little smaller, so we don't have to maybe get the big fees, you know, and you can really kind of focus on this is what's right for you customer and you, you also can kind of bring that knowledge of what works for best practices from other folks. But at the end of the day, that is what we always, always, always go back to. And I hope everybody on this call, and if you're running on the treadmill later and you made it this far in the call or whatever, just don't ever forget. The truth is around how you want to do business and how you can do it the most effectively. And the solutions will always fit that. There's a gazillion out there but if you don't know what those real needs are and how things are going to go, you know, Juliet is the preacher of ERP needs. She always <laughs> says this, right? It always comes back to, well, what do you need, right? And that's that's the secret we're putting out here is that it's about that customer experience, a customer journey, like you said, not just some cheesy blah, 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 you know, oh, yeah. you got it. No, 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 no. Like for real, what is it? 
you can do for your customers. And, and I think that that survival, like the more you help these people, the more you like flow and make it easy to do business for you. And not just like even online portals and um, shopping carts and product catalogs, but, you know, RMA, you know, do the request online mm -hmm. and they have portals for communication. And, you know, it's just, it we're really just kind of, I think, in the infancy of all this, which is pretty cool. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I can't tell you how many calls it gets. It gets a little like, you know, it can easily go off into the weeds when you're talking about customer experience. It can get a little like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know of a great way to describe it, but the simplicity, if you keep to the simplicities of it, you know, what would you want to experience if you walked into your business and didn't know it and mm -hmm. wanted to buy something? If you're a customer, what would you want to the experience to be, you know? What knowledge do you want to be shared with you? What's the demeanor of the people that are interacting with you? How do you want it packaged? You know, does it make you happy? Does it not make you happy? You know, all of those seems kind of silly, right? But it's 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 literally like the the quality that a customer ex, you know gets and ex, and and under, has an understanding of who you are, and and it's. You know, it's easy to lose track of that. I mean, you know, the lose track of who you are really, right? Like yeah. you know, understanding that, right? So finding that and getting back to it, understanding those basics interactions are what's the human aspect there, whether it's internal with your employees and your stakeholders and all of that, or with customers, it's vital, you know? Yeah. Yep. And yep. don't let the solutions drive exactly what Shiloh just said. Mm. Don't let, you know, well, uh, you know, big commerce works this way. And so this is how we're going to do it. Now, you don't have to do that anymore, to your point, to your earlier point, too. So, oh. I mean, Juliet, thank you for letting me pop in here. Yes. Minute, but I, and I'm sure you have some other questions. I know we're getting towards the end, but let me give the ball back yeah, to you. Yeah. There, well, um, I'll just say <laughs> that. Um, to piggyback off of what you said, I met with one of our clients, like yeah. the wholesale, wholesale distributor, uh, distributor. Um, I think earlier this week or last week, and they were talking about how they were running on QuickBooks, right? And it was working for them and they don't sell much, but they do sell. But it came down to they knew they needed something more and something that was able like... Like, like a true ERP system that was able to communicate within their business, but then also to communicate with, you know, other companies that are purchasing from them, that they're selling from them, that they're ordering from them. And so it goes back to what we started with is just having a really good foundation, right? Uh, and have your ERP be a good foundation. And then you can build upon that with an e-commerce solution, right? That's right. Yep, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. 100%. So I think coming to the end, like we maybe we'll just have like each of you come back um, with just, you know, some final words on how having a good ERP or e-commerce solution can enhance um, an ERP for a business. Yeah. Shiloh, would you like to begin? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Having a good e-commerce solution that works hand in hand, hand in hand with a, a well thought out ERP solution, um, you know, just grows the business. It gives you an ability to provide goods to a much greater audience, right? You can do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no holidays. The system keeps working and rolling and running. You know, it allows customers to then interact and share your good words and good yeah. works, right? In a way that is less, uh, you know, invasive, you know, like when, when you're talking about just, if I have to remember to go tell my friend, Hey, I bought tools at Bob's tool shop and he was, they were great. Right. That's a lot of work where I could just text somebody, Hey, check mm -hmm. out Bob's tool shop. They got great deals on wrenches. Right. Yeah. It's very different. Right. And, and, and this is all sort of, you know, a bit captain obvious, but it is so important to think about, you know, how can you take what you're doing? How can you then translate that to an experience where there are no humans involved, like as far as, you know, the, the actual interface and, and communicate in the same way that you do with your, you know, B2B or B2C sales reps, all that stuff, right? It can be wildly successful. We have lots of customers that are doing it. And uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah. Rebecca, Rebecca, I want you to wrap us up if you don't mind. Let me go next. Okay. I want you to have the final word because you earned it. Thank you. (laughs) So, so based on what Shiloh just said there too, Juliet, I think the final thing I would say is, um, you know, we've, we've been involved in digital transformation for, for years and years. And I'm thankful that we're kind of moving away from that cliche gimmicky kind of approach to just more, even like you did this week, Juliet, with our, with our client that, they're like, we gotta, we gotta get this right for our customers. Like, we just have to figure out what's the right thing to do. QuickBooks is fine for APARGL, but what about the rest of this stuff? Right. And I think we see so many companies. I mean, probably half of our clients, right? Probably three quarters, not just distributors, manufacturers, but also tech companies and services companies and our nonprofits. They're they're there's sort of this. Like we got to change the way we're doing things for our internal people, but you know, we got to be cognizant because we're on old systems and we don't want to revolutionize too much. Meanwhile, all those people that are using those old systems at night, they're like interacting with websites and apps and stuff. That's like total next generation. So the people are ready for that kind of change. The internal people are ready for that kind of change. So I think a lot of inhibitors, and and hopefully, again, this is why we do these calls, is so that if people are interested in thinking about this, don't let the concern of, oh, it's too much change for my employees stop you. Just don't do it. And I'm the first one. When we do a client, we do an analysis, and we're like, whoa, sure, people aren't ready to do this change, right? I mean, we will tell you that in a heartbeat, right? But what I'm seeing more and more and more across all of our clients, and these are folks that have had businesses that are 60 years old, 50 years old, that are running apps that maybe aren't quite that old, but they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. The employees are saying, we got to change. We got And we got to do this now, not just for us, but for our customers. So it's not just an external focus, but it's an internal focus. And even getting that e-com environment in place for your internal people to interact with their systems becomes quite like revolutionary in the way that you can do business. You have those 10 locations. Why do they have a different experience than the customer does with entering orders, right? I mean, there's really just some neat things that you can do because of three things. The technology is much cheaper than it's ever been. The the implementation people like Shiloh, you know, what we do, they're really good people and they understand best practices and what it really takes to get a solution that's successful. And then the third thing is really your organization is probably not just ready for change, but you might be suffering because you're not. And, and that's that's important to really look at because everybody, I mean, much less the children, <laughs> they're all online and have been, but everybody's doing banking online. Everybody's doing whatever they're doing online, the good stuff that is. Um, but it's just, we're there at this point where if if the opportunity is, is so easy to get at, and you didn't used to be to Shiloh's earlier point, it's so easy to just like, you know, build these, e-commerce sort of digital experiences that are external, internal focused, that it's very, very real. And I think your people probably need and want that already. I agree. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll wrap this up on an optimistic note. I think that technology is changing so much the way that Sean talked about, and people are using their ERPs and their e-commerce solutions to revolutionize their industry. They're doing things that they never thought were possible. And giving us offerings that would not have been available just years, years and years ago. So yeah, definitely be prepared, know your needs. And when you're going into it, don't neglect what the right e-commerce solution can do to really unlock some opportunities within your business. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Sean, I'm so happy you were able to jump on. Shiloh, thank you for being our guest. And Rebecca, thank you as always for all your help and um, all the research that you help us do for pulling off our webinars. So thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, um, everyone, again, for joining us for our webinar today. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, we're happy to help in any way we can. Please reach out to, to us. Reach out to Shiloh. Um, we're happy to help. And also, be sure to join us um, on Thursday, July 13th for our next webinar, How to Identify the Best Manufacturing Software for Your Business, when we will help guide manufacturing companies in 
in uncovering their needs and exploring the differences between a MRP versus an ERP. Please go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com for more details and to register. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. ERP Advisors Group advises mid to large size businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equates to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you.